This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse. So this week, we sit down with Director of Athletics, Kevin McHugh, to get an update on what the Department of Athletics has planned for this upcoming January. We also talk with our Bobcats of the Week, Senior Basketball Captains, Jerome Darling and Bernadette Connors. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The men's basketball team welcomed Bowdoin to town on Wednesday for a non-league game, and the Bobcats took care of business, defeating the Polar Bears 74-60. They got off to a hot start thanks to sophomore Max Hummel. And on, all the way to the hoop, misses the shot, Darling the rebound, and now Darling will look to run. Bounce pass over to Hummel. That's a baseline jumper, and it's good. Max Hummel has been so effective this year. The sophomore out of Connecticut makes it 5-4 Bobcats. So Jerome Darling will handle the ball out of the timeout. Darling running the point with the injured Sean Strickland watching over by on the bench as they get over to Hummel. Corner three, knock it down. Max Hummel again for the Bobcats. He has five, and the Bobcats have eight. They're up 8-4. Love to see it. Running away with a smile on his face. Max <laughs> Hummel's just having a career year. And a good rebound by the first year, Gilpenge, who gets it over to Hummel. He's feeling it. Heat check. Knock it down again. Oh, he's hyped up. Hummel hits the three. The Bobcats lead 11 to four. Max Hummel fired up. You were wondering what they were going to do this year without Josh Britton, but Max Hummel has stepped up. And then in the second half, the Del Pesh twins took over. Marcus Del Pesh down low to his brother. Malcolm throwing oh. down. There's the hammer you've been waiting for. Del Pesh to Del Pesh to dunk. Hummel off the screen from Malcolm Del Pesh. Malcolm Del Pesh will drive all the way to the hoop, and the layup is good. Doesn't get more pretty than that. Spin move in, finger roll, bucket. Zukowski, top of the key for Coin. Coin on the drive. Nice speed. Malcolm Del Pesh has to chase it down, though. Now Marcus in the lane, and he throws it down! That's a big league play, just all in all. That was a hammer by Marcus Del Pesh. After the game, we caught up with Marcus Del Pesh, who scored a game-high 25 points, and head coach John Furbush to talk about the win over the Polar Bears. Well, certainly it is a rivalry, and, and we get, uh, you like to think that we play every game the same, but we get a little extra juice when we play Bowden, especially at home. And for these seniors, it's probably the last time they're going to play Bowden at home, so uh, I know they were, they were pretty jacked up about it. We got one of the seniors right here, Marcus Del Pesh. Uh, some monster slams. You got to love to get the crowd pumped up, right? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Like, doing, like, Watching, uh, watching our crowd react to all of our plays just knows that we have our fans behind us. They're, six, they're the sixth man on, on, every, on our team, and so it's awesome, especially playing home games here. Like, we love having them. And I know Simons for the Bowden averaging over 24 points per game. It looks like you and your brother Malcolm were on him uh, all game, weren't you? Yeah, like, our, the way our team, our, way, our big emphasis this year was communication, and like when our coach made sure that we had, our, we had a Simons this time, so he put me on him, and our te my teammates helped me out a lot, and so holding him to, what, like, well, 12 points, like, that's big for us. Yeah, Coach, obviously a big emphasis um, in practice this week. Big time, and I want to clarify that Malcolm did not guard him for a possession. That was solely Marcus here. So, so Malcolm, you listen to this. I love you to death, but we're not going to give you any credit. No, but we, we did a I, – I thought Marcus executed our scout very well. We knew that, I mean, Jack can really shoot it. Uh, he's got a great face-up game, and, and Marcus totally did his assignment. Yeah, you missed a couple, but, that's the, you know, 12 points when you're averaging 25, he did his job. Coach Hall's perfectionist, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why that we're so good. <laughs> 
And then you got another game coming up uh, this weekend against Colby, another um, non-league game, another rivalry game nonetheless. What do you remember from them about from last year and the years past? They, they beat us, and that's enough for me. I don't like them. Like, I, I love them. They're a great organization, but like, especially playing in Bates, Bates for four years, like you, you know whenever you play on Bowden and in Colby, like those are the games that like, there's just something special about it, and you just really want to beat those guys. And how nice is it to have, I mean, we talked about the home fans, but like some home games right off the bat here kind of in December with the students here. Yeah, it's nice to, uh, it's hard to schedule these games because a lot of opposing coaches know when our breaks are. And typically when I throw out some dates, they do not bite. But luckily with, you know, Bowden and Colby on a similar academic calendar, it was pretty easy to get this game. I'm really surprised, though, that Colby agreed to a 6 o'clock game on a Saturday night uh, where alumni should be rocking pretty good. Absolutely. And just any other thoughts on what this win means to you after a couple of tough games against Bowden last year? Um, for me, it's like it's just promising. Like moving forward, like as long as we, as long as us as a team, we continue to play play like that, we and then we erase those minor mistakes that we had. Like we, like nothing's stopping us except us. And that's like the, that's the biggest thing I feel like that's different about this year. All right, Marcus Del Pesh, Coach John Furbush, thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. The Bobcats lost a heartbreaker to Colby on Saturday by a score of 55 to 54 in a non-league game. Patrick Stewart converted a three-point play with 0.2 seconds left to clinch the win for the Mules. Despite the loss, Malcolm Del Pesh made history. Swing it back around for Stewart, their leading scorer. Outside they go for Steiner. He'll drive, and there it is! Malcolm Del Pesh with the block. He is the all-time Bates career record holder for blocks. Malcolm Del Pesh. And what a block to set the record. Came over from the weak side. No chance. Give him 128 in his illustrious career, passing Dave Larravee, class of 88, for the all-time record. It was a great week for the Del Pesh twins, but our male Bobcat of the week is senior co-captain Jerome Darling. With Sean Strickland injured, Darling has stepped up in a big way at point guard for Bates. He tallied eight points, grabbed nine rebounds, and dished out a game-high seven assists in the win over Bowden, and followed that up with a double-double against Colby scoring 11 points and securing a game-high 11 rebounds to go along with a game-high four assists. Talking with our male Bobcat of the week, Jerome Darling, here on the Bobcast. And Jerome, first of all, you're one of the co-captains this year for the men's basketball team. So what's that experience been like so far for you? It's been a great experience um, thus far, you know, working with all the guys. It's definitely um, a challenge, you know, trying to make sure everyone's locked in every day and focused on the task at hand. And um, it's definitely been a, a, a great experience for me. Um, just learning and, and understanding, you know, the different types of leadership styles that I have to adapt for each player um, and definitely something that I think will help me outside of the classroom as well. So it's been great. And I know before the year, Coach Furbush was talking about maybe moving you to the two guard more, but because Sean got hurt, you've been playing point a lot um, recently. What's that been like? Uh, you know, I know you played it last year as well, but I mean, playing way more minutes at point guard than perhaps you were expecting to. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a problem. Um, you know, Sean got hurt. Um, one of our freshmen, Nick Gilpin, me and him are pretty much interchangeable at the one spot. Um, and it's just been the adjustment we've made. Um, I mean, whoever kind of gets the rebound is who we've been allowing to just be point guard. Um, but, you know, with Sean, I've just been trying to kind of assert myself at that role and just bring that leadership that the team needs. Um, so, yeah. You've been getting, a, speaking of rebounding, you've been getting a lot of rebounds this year. I find that interesting because obviously, you know, you're not the tallest guy in the world, but you've been getting so many rebounds. What do you work on in practice and just being about being right place, right time for you? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just knowing where the shots are going to come from. I mean, um, before the games, obviously, we have our scout and you kind of develop an idea of who the best players are and on the other team and where they're going to be shooting the ball from. And then I just try to put myself in the best position, um, you know, according to that scout to get those rebounds. So. 
you feel like you may be surprising some other teams running in there to get it, and they're maybe losing you there a little bit? Yeah, I mean, they may not. You know, I'm I'm five eight on you know with 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 boots on, so <laughs> they may not expect me to grab those rebounds. So I just try to use that to my advantage and um, just go and get it. Got a double digit win against Bowden this past week. Uh, you had a four point play in that game. Those are pretty rare. Have you ever had one before? I think that was my first one on my Bates career, so that was pretty cool. Um, kid barely touched me, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, there we go. And then um, the Del Pesce's, i got to ask you about them because they're fellow seniors just like you are, and so you've been able to work with them you know, throughout your Bates career. What's it like to play with those guys? Playing with those guys are great. I mean, we're good, good great great friends on and off the court. And, uh, I mean, they run the floor so well. I can Most of the time with my assists, I can just, like, toss the ball anywhere near the rim, and they'll just get it and put it in. Helps me out, gets the crowd going, and just energizes us on defense. So um, we're a pretty tough team to beat when we're running, and their you know, athletic capability – uh, really allow us to do that. So, you know, you're a guy who likes to uh, push the pace, right? Yeah, exactly. To see Malcolm break the career record for blocks, what was that moment like? That was great. I mean, me and me and Malcolm are always going at it in practice and at pickup. You know, who's going to block who? Sh- well, him blocking my <laughs> shot. Um, so there's always like the inside jokes about it. But I'm, I was really glad to see him get that achievement. Um, you know, he's a real selfless guy. Doesn't really care about the personal accolades. Um, but I'm really glad to see him. You know, hold that, and I think he'll look back and enjoy that achievement the Kobe game obviously a tough one um uh, the last second shot there what's the team's attitude right now after that game how would you guys talk as a team about you know how do you go forward kind of from that yeah I mean the, the the last second shot I mean a lot of people focus on the last second shot but we made so many mistakes throughout the game that enabled it to become a one-point game and come down to that shot um so I think just as a team you know we realized that you know the blame doesn't go to one person um, I know some of the seniors, including myself, we were just like, oh, maybe I missed a free throw or I missed a layup or something like that. But you can always point the finger. But at the end of the day, we just have to look inwards. Um, and the bottom line is, as a team, we just didn't get the job done. So we're just going to go back to the drawing board, trust the coaching staff, and get prepared for our next uh, game on Sunday. Yeah, obviously this being finals week, and no, no games this week until Sunday. But uh, how nice it will be for you to get past finals week and be able to focus more on basketball. It'll be great. I'm actually in the process of finishing up my thesis, and I only have one final. So once I get that done, um, you know, this, this winter break, we always make the joke we're like professional basketball players because we have no academics to worry about, and all we have to do is focus on hoops. So it's always great. Are you looking forward to going to New York there around New Year's? Yeah, the New York trip will be exciting. A lot of memories will be made on that trip while, you know, with my senior class and the fellow underclassmen. So I'm pretty excited for that, just to bond with the guys. And then looking ahead to January, um, you have those two road games to start NESCAC play with Bowden and Colby. And then you get a bunch of home games in a row. I mean, you guys must be looking forward to that. Yeah, I was really looking forward to that. Um, you know, speaking of the Colby game, um, when that kid had to shoot that game-winning free throw and the crowd just erupted, that really reminded me of how you know supportive and the atmosphere that we play and how great it is so i can only imagine how electric it'll be when you know conference play starts all right well we're looking forward to it and jerome darling thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us and congrats on being our male bobcat of the week thanks for having me the women's basketball team had a tough week going zero and three against colby st joseph's and Bowden in three difficult road contests but through it all senior co-captain Bernadette Connors shined. Connors averaged 15.3 points, 5 assists, and 4.3 rebounds per game on the week, shooting 18 of 38 from the field and 5 of 12 from three-point territory. For her efforts, Bernadette Connors is our female Bobcat of the week. First of all, uh, you were team captain last year, co-captain again this year, this time um, with, with Ali Capola. What's that dynamic like you, with you two being the captains? What are some of your responsibilities and whatnot? Uh, Ali and I have played together since freshman year, so we're just 
still excited to be like going through it all together. Um, I mean, we worked together last year with Chelsea being captains, so it's pretty easy for us. I mean, we're best friends on and off the court, um, and we have pretty different styles of leadership, so they just complement each other really well. Um, in different ways, we push each other and each the team um, to be competitive, to stick together, just to work hard every day. What's your style of leadership? Um, I just think it's more about keeping everyone together um, and just like making everyone feel like valued and like a part of the team and the culture. Right, because I know, I mean, oftentimes you'll see the team, uh, I know one game only seven players played. It was five and then two and whatnot. So what do you say to some of the players who maybe aren't getting the playing time necessarily about, you know, their time will be coming, right? I think everyone realizes um, that they work hard every day. Like, it's for the best of, like, the team and that it will pay off in the end. So there's really no, like, need to acknowledge, like, negative, like, thoughts or attitudes. And everyone's on, like, the same page with that. And then for you personally, what are you working on in your game out there on the court? Because obviously you have a lot of responsibility as being the point guard and whatnot and running that offense and everything. Um, I guess just everything overall. Um, sometimes I'm bringing the ball up and sometimes uh, I have to score more. So just kind of working on like my confidence overall and whatever like the game demands, especially on like the defensive end as well. Um, so yeah, just every day like focusing on what I can do to contribute in my role that kind of yeah takes a little bit of everything looks like and it seems like based on the stats you get a lot of rebounds out of the guard position um and so how do you how do you manage to do that i know Allie gets a lot of rebounds herself but that's kind of like her thing and but you're able to get a lot also yeah i try to think about how some of us need to help out Allie more i mean she does such a great job but like everyone knows that she's our rebounder so i definitely have like focused on and practice more just like making more of a conscious effort to like crash the boards and not leave her down there, depending on her every time. <laughs> right, right. Now this is finals week, obviously, but um, you've got a winter break coming up where the team will still be playing some games. you got a game coming up Monday, you've got games um, late in December and then into January before NESCAC play gets started. So what will be the focus of the team, you think, over this next few weeks? Definitely building uh, upon the last few weeks that we've had games and learning a lot from those. Not everything has gone the way we had hoped. Um, so just building our team chemistry and especially in practice, just working really hard. I mean, we've seen a few like Colby and Bowden and we know what we need to achieve in the next you know, few weeks to be ready for NESCAC play. So definitely just pushing each other and getting ready for that. And you've had a couple first years contribute. So as a senior, what's it like to see, you know, Christophe and Candy doing so well so early here? I mean, it's awesome. It's exactly where I like our program should be moving and our culture. And so it's just really exciting to have them come in and already like contribute and just feel like they can contribute as captains uh, do you and Allie ever talk to them like individually like about you know th different things about the team or anything like that uh, honestly they've really done so great on their own I, we haven't had to like have many conversations about I mean keeping up their confidence or anything like that like their attitudes are great their work ethic is like so strong definitely like admire them for that and then it must be nice being at Alumni Gym this year because you've got that brand new locker room, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's a great space. I'm so glad I like was here to enjoy it. <laughs> and then for you, what are some of your goals personally? What would make your senior year you know, something that you look back on with pride here moving down the stretch? What are some goals you're setting for yourself? Definitely just con continuing to contribute to this season and not having any games that we look back on and thinking we could have done more, that we like the outcome should have been different. Um, so that's really my goal is to 
hopefully just kind of have more success. But if that doesn't come with wins, it'll just come with knowing we gave it everything. And I know we just have so much more potential to build on. That's like all I can hope for. All right, well, Bernadette, thanks so much for joining us here on the Bobcast. And congrats again on being our female Bobcat of the Week. Thank you. With the students taking their final exams this week, there are no Bates Athletic events until Sunday. So it's a great time to get an update from the Bobcats Director of Athletics, Kevin McHugh. Let's talk about what's coming up in January. The Athletic Department doing a lot of different, very interesting events with some very great guests. Uh, tell us about them. Sure. We, um, you know, we often try to make sure that we're complementing you know, whatever we're doing with our sport programs with um, trying to be involved with the campus community and doing some things that, that positively impact. So uh, a number of things in January that we're doing, uh, starting with a, um, a participation in Martin Luther King Day. We've, we've historically, athletics has tried to do a presentation often in conjunction with our athletics committee. And uh, this year we're going to do a, a panel discussion just around kind of the broad topic of, of athletics and, and using athletics to, to positively impact issues around social justice. So it ties into the MLK Day theme that has to do with reparations, but we're, uh, we're going to expand on that. We have a, uh, a guest um, panelist, Amir Loggins, who's been um, very involved in, uh, in Black Lives Matters and with Colin Kaepernick, and, and we're going to have some other uh, campus uh, folks be on a panel with him. Um, so that we're looking forward to that. Um, we also, on the 20th, um, at the Con men's basketball game, we're going to do a Green Dot game. And, and for those that may not be familiar, Green Dot is a, um, is a bystander intervention program and, and been really, really successful kind of hot thing on campus now with uh, lots of folks getting trained, both students and staff. And so we're going we're gonna to have a day that day that's dedicated to getting even more visibility around Green Dot. And I think we're going to have our, our players in Green Dot um, uniforms and, and uh, that type of thing. So, And then at the end of the month, on the 30th, um, we have a program featuring Shamika Holsclaw, who many will know was a um, real prominent um, uh, women's basketball player for Tennessee and then went on to a really uh, stellar um, WNBA career um, but she also struggled with mental health issues throughout that. I think lots of folks may not have been aware of that. She has um, produced a, um, a documentary about her struggles with mental illness and combined with her playing. And, uh, and she's going to come here to do a, you know, a presentation of her film and then a panel discussion after that, because this, you know, mental illness um, is, is one of the challenges affecting, you know, colleges and, and, and athletics all over the place. So um, so anyway, that's the lineup for, for January, and we're pretty excited about, again, us being involved in some things just, you know, beyond just the straight-up, you know, athletic contests that take up a lot of our time. Let's go back to on the field a little bit for Bates and on the court. Uh, men's basketball, a, a nice victory over Bowdoin, then the heartbreaker against Colby. At, you know, you're, you're watching it. I mean, you're an administrator, but you're also a fan, right? I mean, that's tough, isn't it? Well, yeah, if you, if you watch me down the sidelines, I, you know, in agony, probably more demonstrative than I should be as an athletic director. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, lots of moments where, you know, um, you know, I, I think we should have done some things that we either didn't get done or, or things went against us. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, it was just a heartbreaking finish. And, and uh, you know, it's it's a lot of the little things, a lot of the, you know, the things that coaches talk about, about three throws being made and, um, you know, just presence. Um, you know, at the end, we had that crazy call against us. We're still not sure exactly what it was, a backcourt call or a 10-second right. call. But um, but that changed things around. And, and uh, yeah, it was really tough, too, because, you know, the energy of the crowd and just everything going on. And it looked like we finally, after being down a good part of the second half, you know, we came back and, and actually were up 
you know, uh, you know, at least the last few possessions, and then they came back and, you know, tied us, and it was a real back and forth. And and uh, gosh, after after the block on the last uh, shot that Colby put up, um, you know, well next to last shot, um, we blocked that one, and then they hit his desperation falling down. Anyway, yeah, it was probably in in my you know nine plus almost ten years. That's got to be one of the crazier finishes I've ever seen, and heartbreaking. Right, right, absolutely. Well, one good thing about you know the men's basketball team is is how great um, the Delpeches continue to be for the Bobcats. In fact, Malcolm Delpesh just broke the career blocks record. Um, what have you seen their development? What does that mean? You know, you, obviously, you're a guy who appreciates history for him to break a record that's been standing for almost 30 years. Yeah, really, it's it's incredible. And as I, I mentioned earlier, um, I, I had caused I know a, a friend of the of Dave Larrabee whose whose uh, record has been broken. Um, I passed that along to him, and yeah, it is. It's 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 stood around for quite a while. And yeah, that I mean, the Del Peches right now are, are doing what you dream your seniors will do. They're they're they you know they've always been strong from a leadership standpoint. They're still doing that, but they're also backing that up with performance too whether it's whether it's blocks whether it's rebounds whether you know it's scoring um you know one or the other and it's you know i know john uh, furbush is really you know thrilled about the matchup problems that they present because you can you know you, oftentimes you might be able to at least contain one of them but that means the other one's going to be doing something to you and so to have that that one two punch is is really tremendous so they've they've been getting it done the way again like you say you, you really look for seniors to do so we hope it continues looking back on the fall sports season real quickly i obviously women's cross country has to be the standout weren't they yeah uh, phenomenal year nice recognition for jay hartshorn who's been great for a long time but finally got some you know, recognition from Renescat peers, but um, yeah, just a really great group. I, I, I had the, the good fortune to go down to the Nationals and was able to be around the team and, and uh, you know, sit with some of the kids prior to competing and, and then just watch them go. And, and uh, yeah, they just, they just had a, a really, really good year. Same thing, you know, it sounds like a cliche, um, but, you know, when you have your leadership from your upper class kids, um, you know, and they're performing, that obviously makes it makes a huge difference. But she also had some, you know, some talented younger kids, too. And just the ability to blend those and, and, and get that going, um, yeah, that resulted in a pretty phenomenal year. And then looking here at winter sports, besides basketball, we've got our swimming and diving teams off to a great start. Both men and women won the main state title. The squash teams off to a great start. These are two programs that kind of have like a little bit untraditional locations, untraditional hours, <laughs> if you will, uh, in terms of like when they uh, when they're playing and whatnot, or you know, in terms of where they're located, even. But uh, so, what's it mean to have these programs continue to be so successful? Well, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's a, it's a it's not a good news, bad news, but it's now they've set such a standard that that there's that expectation, and that's you know really where you know we'd like to be with all of our sports across the board. I mean, that's where we end up being. Where you know, I, I mean, swimming's undefeated right now. Like, when does that ever happen with a you know with a program and squash? You know, both programs again nationally ranked and do, and doing what they should be doing to beat teams that are that are also ranked, but maybe not quite as good as they are. And and so again. To have that level of of, uh, of expectation, where you know you 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 expect every time you go out, we're gonna we're gonna be winning is again like I said where we want to be, and and it's it's great to have them continue and just to sort of think about where you know where we're gonna end up at the end of the year when when all said and done, but we'll enjoy the ride along the way. And looking ahead a little bit over the off season, over the summer, I should say, obviously uh, the athletic department hired a couple of new coaches, including an alum, uh, Michaela Holland, who is going to be coaching the Alpine skiing team. Well, she already is, I'm sure, yeah. but coming up here in January, their season starts. Uh, what, if anything, have you talked with her about uh, leading up to her season? Um, we've talked about a lot of things, um, you know, because as, as as a new coach coming in, even as an alum, you know, everything's different. Um, 
just uh, you know just trying to figure out scheduling and, and get some place where there's snow. Um, so a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago, they ended up um, going to Vermont, and um, she tied that in with a chance. Um, uh, we hosted the United States hosted a. Um, an international ski event. To be honest, I'm not even sure exactly what it was, but she said it was just phenomenal that they they got some training in, they found some snow, but they also got to see this competition, which was, you know, once in a really once in a lifetime to have in in this country. So, uh, but she's great because she's she's got that that enthusiasm. She's all about Bates as an alum and everything, and, and I think really relates well to the uh, to the athletes on on the team. And again, it's just going through some of the, you know, just the the, the kind of the the logistics, if you will, of, of, of running a program. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's good because we, you know, she pops in, you know, pretty much on a daily basis and, and, uh, and she's just, she is so positive and so, uh, so full of energy and everything. It's, it's really neat to have her on board. And then she, obviously she, she coaches Alpine skiing, but she's got a very experienced Nordic skiing coach. She can talk to too, right? Yep. Yep. And, and Becky is a phenomenal mentor and, and, uh, yeah, I, they're close because obviously the, the competitions at the carnivals, end up tying in together. And, and uh, so some of those logistics overlap, um, you know, at the end of the year, we're going to host a carnival that's also an NCAA regional. So, um, you know, so there's going to be some real big, you know, things coming up and some planning that we're going to have to do with both those coaches. And, and yeah, they'll continue to, you know, to work together to, to hopefully get us uh, back into the national picture. Well, and Kevin, as we know, this is uh, your last season here as the athletic director wrapping things up after the spring sports end. And so for the successor, what's maybe one piece of advice you might have stepping into your shoes after you've been here for a decade? Uh, well, I'll give you two pieces. The first would be to have a good sense of humor. And um, I, I'm semi-kidding about that. But um, but I guess the, the thing that I would say, and I, hopefully anybody coming in would do this, would be to, to really take advantage of, of the folks that are here. And I know that sounds pretty maybe trite, but... Um, but they're phenomenal folks that we have, our, our coaching staff, our, our regular staff, and they're really what makes this place go and what makes our, you know, our student athletes have the experience that they have. And so, you know, to make sure that they're, they're taking advantage of those folks, that they're, they're listening to them, that they're, they're taking, um, again, full advantage of, of what they offer. We've got some, some really, really smart people as well as really, really good coaches, as well as folks that are really engaged with, um, you know, with what they're doing with their athletes, but with the college generally. And, and so I, I think that would be my thing is just make sure you really tap into, into our folks here. Great. And then do you have any goals here going forward for the winter and then the spring and what you want to accomplish here? Well, I just think we want to continue to, to have that arc that of, of success where, you know, teams are starting to establish themselves like we talked about with swimming and squash where, uh, and, and, you know, rowing would be a phenomenal example of, you know, always setting a standard of, of, of reaching that, you know, that upper end of, of being one of the better programs in NESCAC, of competing nationally because you are one of the better programs. And, and again, trying to get back, you know, some of the programs, you know, spring we want to, you know, want to see women's lacrosse get back to the NCAAs, but now men's lacrosse, after a year not making it, have them get back into it. Baseball, get back into the NESCAC, you know, championship picture, things like that. All right, great. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for taking the time on this very snowy day here in Lewiston uh, to update us on uh, everything going on with Bates Athletics. All right, thank you. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll tell you how our men's basketball team does at St. Joseph's on Sunday and how the women's basketball team fares against WPI on Monday. Both games are set for 1 o'clock with the women playing right here in the friendly confines of Alumni Gym. Plus, we'll have an exclusive interview with the president of Bates College, Clayton Spencer. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my